we're only five games in to the Deion Sanders era, but somehow, some way, he's already severely underpaid. You are Locked On Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borber. Today's episode of Locked On Bus is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about Coach Prime being underpaid already, somehow, some way. Like I said, we're going to be talking about everybody's watching Colorado, and then I'm going to look ahead to the Arizona State game a little bit um, as they prepare to play each other this weekend. But without further ado, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bus. Your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's your team every single day right here. Okay, let's dive right into Coach Prime being underpaid. I wrote about it over at Athlon, and you guys can go check that out. But I ranked every Big 12 coach by how much money they're getting paid. And as you can imagine, Coach Prime's making a decent amount. But there's a few more people that are paid higher, more than him. Uh, Mike Gundy gets paid 7.6. Kyle Winningham, which I mean makes sense. He's one of the more successful coaches, 6.3. Lance Leopold at Kansas, 5.7, and then Coach Prime at 5.5. Obviously, this are these are the big 12 schools. Um, that's where we're going to be headed, so I don't really think it matters to say where he gets paid amongst the Pac-12 schools. But why is he getting underpaid? Well, for starters, he's kind of rejuvenated this program. Um, I think you don't really need to... Uh, like you don't need three years to see that Coach Prime has already made a huge difference in Colorado. Boulder has become the epicenter of college football, I guess you could say a uh, big noon kickoff has been there more times than people than other schools probably ever. Like they have been to, or they have been to Boulder for T or they went to Colorado games for TCU, Nebraska, USC. And then I feel like I'm missing someone else. Colorado state, excuse me. So four of their, of their five games have had big noon kickoff at them. And realistically, it's just an insane insane atmosphere in Colorado and he's got recruits interested transfer portal players interested he's got donors interested which is a big thing and was likely why he's going to get paid more and he's got celebrities Terrell Owens is at every game Michael Irvin has been at multiple games and when you read when you read about his impact uh Colorado uh, at Colorado already it's pretty crazy front office sports reported that the ticket revenue for Colorado football games is up 14 million dollars from last season and they're only five games into the season uh the that's about half the cost of coach prime's five-year 29 and a half million dollar contract that rick george the athletic director was like yeah we can't afford this but we'll get the money uh, i don't know if he knew it would happen like this but they're definitely getting that money and then if you look at the ways that they're trying to maximize their money they've added more ticket options at the 53,000 seat Folsom field they have kind of like a rooftop lounge vibe that people could sit at it doesn't have the best views i guess you could say but um people still are interested in watching the game in some capacity or being at the game so that's their Colorado sold close to 20,000 season tickets and they plan to add to that number for 2024 when they jump to the Big 12 and they're probably going to have those tickets come on sale um much sooner than later so they could kind of capitalize off this momentum but when I say he's underpaid and I you look at where he ranked in the Big 12 coaches obviously Mike Gundy is established kind of on the downside of his career Kyle Winningham is probably the most successful coach in the conference at this time. But I think for Colorado, they need to figure out a way, which I've already seen 
fans kind of coming together and being like, we'll chip in. Like, excuse me, there's a donor that apparently is willing to pay his pay a huge amount to keep pro, Coach Prime at Colorado. And I could see why. There's no secret. You keep pro, Coach Prime at Colorado, and it kind of gives Colorado this stability that I feel like if they're missing one thing right now, it's the long-term stability with Coach Prime because there's so many people that are so confident he's going to leave. And I think Colorado has a realistic chance of keeping him. They just need to make him an offer he can't refuse, as that one movie said. I think it's The Godfather that said that. I have an offer that you cannot refuse or something like that. I'm not that old. I'm only 24 as of a couple weeks ago. So I, my my movie knowledge from that long ago is not that great, but I'm pretty sure it was The Godfather. They need to make Coach Prime an offer that he can't refuse. And I think after his sons leave, that's when a lot of programs are going to start coming for him because they're going to be like, he has no ties there and his daughter after she leaves as well because he has no ties to Colorado. And I think one that's wrong because he's already developed a ton of relationships and it appears that he loves Colorado, but two, he has the program that he's building. He's doing it his way. He has all the support in the world from the athletic department. I just think that Colorado needs to somehow be able to throw money at him that no other program can and jobs that are going to be opening up soon that may come his way. Maybe it's a, a Florida or maybe it's an Alabama. Uh, I think the Alabama job seems a little, you're probably like Nick Saban's not leaving, but there's a lot of rumors around Nick Saban kind of being eh, about moving forward. And there's not many, there's not clarity on how long he wants to continue coaching. Maybe Texas A&M opens up. So you have to be able to outbid these programs that are known for just throwing bags of money at people. And I think if Colorado can continue to get their, this huge, um, showing and fans, this huge support from media and members and stuff like that, that bring in money. I think that coach prime will end up being at Colorado a lot longer than most people expected, but it's going to take a lot for that to happen. But in all seriousness, Colorado should want that to happen. They should want to pay him as much money as possible. They should make him the highest paid coach in college football, just on the fact that he has the potential to build this program to into an elite program. And just a year ago, people were like, oh, this program is the worst program in college football. So he has, I would say, the Midas touch. Like everything he touches turns to gold. And you don't want to lose that if you're Colorado because there's no going back. There's no, if you, if Coach Prime were to leave for some reason, there's not a single coach out there in the country right now, not a single coach, maybe even in the, in the football space where you hire him and he's automatically like is able to maintain that same level of, interest enthusiasm passion for this team i would say eric Bieniemy would be like a good hire for colorado if they had to move on from coach prime which i don't think they will ever have to do that um assuming that they could keep him happy but there's not a big name out there that's like coach prime where it's like okay this team is coached by so and so so that means everybody's gonna watch that's just not gonna happen and so colorado needs to figure out a way to pay him more and they need to figure out a way to keep him in boulder otherwise other teams are going to start coming and you already know they're going to start coming for him. Um, he's kind of, he's kind of a big deal already. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could say also this episode of locked on bus before we move on is brought to you by our good old sponsors over at game time. Let me tell you about my sponsors over at game time. Getting tickets doesn't really need to be as hard as it should be or as hard as it is. It doesn't have to be frustrating and you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, comedy and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and the best prices guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Browse through the Game Time app, talk and you could kind of talk to your friends about what's coming up. 
Um, what are some things that you guys want to see, whether it's theater, sports, action? I don't know. But Game Time has it all, and they have last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect. There's going to be no random polls in the way. Game Time has tickets on deals right up to the start of the event, and an hour even after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guessing work out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account using code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and... Redeem code locked on college. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are back and we are talking about your favorite team in college football, the Colorado Buffaloes, of course, but we're talking about why are we are watching Colorado and what this does for the program. Um, as you guys have just heard me talk about, Coach Ryan has sold out all of the season tickets already, but it's the amount of people that are watching. The Colorado-Oregon game didn't really draw the number, or the USC-Oregon game, excuse me, USC-Colorado game, did not draw the numbers that many people thought it would, but it's still... It is still, Colorado is still the most watched team in college football. These are the top eight most viewed games in college football this season. And excuse me, I meant Colorado at Oregon, not USC. They don't have that yet. Um, number one, Colorado at Oregon, 10.3. or 10.03. Ohio State at Notre Dame, 9.9. Makes sense. Colorado State at Colorado, 9.3. Then it's Florida State at LSU. Texas at Alabama. Nebraska at Colorado. Colorado at TCU. And then USC at Colorado, 7.24. So that's one, two, three, four, four of Colorado's games. Yep, because you got Colorado, Colorado, yep, yep. Four of Colorado's five games thus far were of the most watched games in the country. And what does that do for Colorado? Because I think a lot of people, every time I talk about people watching the games, they get a little upset and they're a little like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And let me tell you, it kind of does matter because one of the biggest things for recruits is being able to play on national television and they care about that. They care about that greatly. And when you have their game at Oregon, your game at Colorado State, which, I mean, that game, a Mountain West opponent, in-state rival, that they were favored by like 30 points to beat. Then you have Nebraska. All five of their games, excuse me, I think I said four. four. All five of their games are among the top eight most-watched games in college football this year. And if you're a recruit, that is very hard to turn down because it's like, why would I turn that down? I'm going to be on national television with at least 7 million people watching me every single week. NFL scouts, people, I'm going to have a platform. It's going to help with NIL deals. And it's all because of Coach Prime. He has a way, an innate ability to generate interest. Excuse me. People before the season were like, it's a cute little story. Coach Prime is only going to be able to win a few games and then they're they're going to struggle to, to compete with everybody else. And he's proven that to not be. Coach Prime has completely changed how people view Colorado. Colorado, if someone started watching college football this year, they'd be like, oh, this Colorado team, are they always this good? Like, are they always one of the most talked about teams? They probably, I think the average college football fan has heard more about Colorado than they've heard about Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia, whoever it may be. And it's because Coach Prime, it's the Coach Prime effects. Like, it's a real thing. I think people get upset about it. But Coach Prime has kind of created a reason to watch Colorado because one, his son, Dion Jr., or Bucky, is, as I believe he goes by, he is out here documenting just about everything. 
And so Colorado is kind of like a reality show. And they already have a reality show, to be honest. The Amazon show is going to come out um, probably after the season. But they have Bucky documenting things. You get like an inside look into the program that you really never get. Obviously, every college team has a social media team, but they're only posting like positive things where it's like, oh, what is your favorite candy? Or like, oh, look at this great play from our starting quarterback who's probably going to win the Heisman. Like, we all know that's happening. But Colorado gives us behind the scenes look of Coach Prime yelling at players for being late or Coach Prime yelling at players for not like doing their assignments correctly. We don't see that on social media on for any other program in the country. So they're changing how things are done in college football. And it's just huge for their program. It's huge because recruits see it. They see that they're nationally televised. They see that they get all the ex- exposure. I think just about every Colorado football player has a YouTube channel. And I'm sure they all have a ton of subscribers because everyone is interested in this program. And some of these guys are like, no offense to them, they're the reserves on the team. Like they're not playing a lot. They're not big, they're not putting up big numbers, but they're like my experience with Coach Prime. They they know how to build their brand. The Colorado is teaching these guys how to maximize their career, even if they don't play a lot. And it's huge. And I want to say that Coach Prime probably could use that as a selling point to everything, uh, everything he does, whether it's recruiting, transfer portals, whatever it may be. That's a selling point for sure. Also, here's a selling point for Locked On. College football season is here, and the season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can during insight and providing insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts for covering every team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. But back to what I was saying, what you won't want to miss is Coach Prime. And it's hard to miss him because everybody's watching. I think a lot of people overlook. I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's just the media writing about him. They're they're giving him unnecessary attention. The media is giving him attention because people care about him. I don't think – I think that's kind of the biggest misconception in sports right now. Same thing with Taylor Swift uh, with the Travis Kelsey stuff. They get attention because people care. People click when they see their names. For the people getting upset – if you want Colorado to not be the center of attention, you better hope that Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, is no longer famous for some reason. Like he has too much allure to not be the center of attention in college sports right now. And I think that's just a huge, huge advantage for Colorado over other programs. And it kind of gives them a a stepping stone to keep up with these SEC programs that were and Big Ten programs that are going to make more money in terms of in terms of like revenue and athletic and media rights stuff, but recruiting wise. If you can't offer some of these recruits exposure, they don't want to go there. And so Colorado can offer that. Coach Prime continues to be innovative with how he draws attention in with the sunglasses, having the rock come, having offset, every star imaginable. He's making Colorado cool, and that's just hard to beat. What also is hard to beat, let me tell you, is our sponsors over at Bird Dogs. They, If you've never heard about Bird Dogs, let me tell you a little bit about them. They're shorts. They make you look good. They have stretch khaki uh, shorts that are designed to fit, fit through slimmer through this thigh, excuse me, and and your leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing a new fabric that they call cloud knit fabric that just looks like khaki, but it's way more stretchy, and you don't have to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs use an anti-stink, anti-sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. 
and bird dogs are functional for any occasion. You could go golfing in them. You could go on a little date night with them. You could swim in them. You could work out in them. I wear I wear them to play slow pitch softball on Thursday nights. Um, you don't have to you don't have to compromise being comfortable for looking good because in bird dogs you can do both. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free do- bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Okay, let's look ahead to Arizona State. That's who Colorado plays this week. This will be their first game not on national television. They're going to be televised by my former employer. I guess not former. Well, they are my former employer. Um, I obviously left the Pac-12 network about two years ago now. That was a huge th- moment for me because that was my first job. And then I was like, I got another job I'm excited about. So shout out to the Pac-12 network. Miss you guys. Um, but that's where Colorado's game will be this weekend. They're going to be traveling to Tempe to take on Arizona State. And so let me give you the breakdown, the skinny of what people are talking about at the game. Colorado's favored by four points, according to ESPN. And ESPN's matchup predictor gives them a 64.7% chance of winning meaning Arizona has a 35.3% chance of. So they got a pretty good shot at winning this game, according to the odds makers and the robots, of course. Let's look through their last five games. Arizona State has lost to Cal. Uh, they went, they lost 24-21. They lost to USC 42-28. That game was a little closer than the score indicates. It was a one-score one game in the fourth quarter. They lost to Fresno State 29-0, lost to Oklahoma State 27-15, and then they beat Southern Utah to open the season. Another interesting thing about this game, and this is going to be a pretty interesting test for Colorado. It's going to be 100 degrees at game time, according to the game time weather, uh, AccuWeather prediction on ESPN. It's projected to be in triple digits. So that's going to be an interesting kind of, I, I won't say challenge, because they've already they've already played in the heat. It was against TCU, but this is a dry heat. This is a little different. It's that desert heat. And now let's take a look at where Oregon, excuse me, Arizona State ranks in terms of total offense and defense and all that jazz. Uh, in total, total offense, they rank 119th in the country. Um, they're averaging a little over 300 yards per game, and they have eight offensive touchdowns, and they're only averaging about 4.6 yards per play. They've had some issues at quarterback. They have, I would say, three solid quarterbacks, but they're all hurt, and they've all been hurt frequently, which is making life for them a little bit harder, uh, to say the least. But obviously, injuries are a part of everybody's game. Defensively is interesting. Kenny Dillingham is known for his offensive prowess, but his team is more of a defensive, better team, I guess you could say, this year than what they probably will be in the in the future. They're in 53rd in the country in total defense. They only give up 5.24 yards per play. Um, only are now giving up 30, 348 yards per play. Uh, I think a lot of this comes from the fact that they've played these tightly contested games and. They just have been a much improved team on defense. And I think in terms of where they were last year, they probably had less issues on defense than they did on offense, I guess you could say. And then in terms of where they are in just the overall rankings of the Pac-12, they are near the bottom. At the bottom literally goes Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado. So obviously I think Colorado is the better team here. I think they win. But I think Arizona puts up a better fight than most people realize. And I think the four-point spread is feels like a safe bet from Vegas. I feel like Colorado could realistically win this game by 15 points, 20 points even. But I think being that Arizona State has kind of pushed 
uh, or made their last couple games pretty close. I think that they have a chance to kind of give Colorado a run for their money, which a lot of people probably aren't expecting, but they should be expecting. But yeah, I think Arizona State here, don't don't sleep on them. They have a good running back in Cameron Scadaboo who could kind of do it all. And their defense is a frisky defense. And you never you never know what those frisky defense is. It's not really like a, a tough take by any means, but here's the actual breakdown of what they do. Um, they put up 332 yards of offense per game, 243 is his passing. Uh, they're not a good running team. Um, as a unit, they only averaged 89 yards per game. Cameron Scadaboo is kind of a – it's weird because he's really good if you watch him, but obviously as a unit they're not doing well. Uh, they give up 348 yards per game. Uh, most of it comes from the ground actually with 135 compared to 212 passing yards. So I feel like they're a little more vulnerable on the ground. And then Colorado – Puts up 444 yards of offense, allows 480 yards of offense. So this game, probably not going to be a defensive juggernaut game by any means, but should be a good one. I will keep you guys updated every single day uh, as the game gets closer, and I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked on Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borman. You guys, again, like I said, have a great day. Let's go Buffs.